0: The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. So it has really started in earnest, right? Now it's all out. We've got to destroy Donald Trump. Whatever it takes. It has to be front and center, in everybody's mind, Democrats, Republicans, former cabinet members, everybody has their sights set on Donald Trump, which convinces people like me that he poses a tremendous threat to the status quo. I don't think anybody doubts that. I think when they try to make you believe that somehow he's un-American, he doesn't like uh, the troops, and... He cares more about his personal life than he does about the country. That's just not, we're not buying it. And because we're not buying it, you're watching the disintegration of the Republican Party for no reason. They finally got a winner. They've had all these losers, Mitt Romney, John McCain, even Bush, Jeb Bush, yeah, you know, all these guys who couldn't close the deal, and even worse, couldn't even hang tough enough to get close to the deal, <clears throat> and then this neophyte business guy who everybody can't stand—they loved him when he was just uh, you know a, a reality television star, but then of course they. Um, They joined the bandwagon of hating him. And and it's fascinating when you watch the people who are coming out against him. And you say to yourself, well, let's take Kelly, General Kelly, for example. Good man, you know, a, a, a soldier. Why would you stay? He was the longest serving chief of staff. Why would you stay if the things you're saying now true. I wouldn't stay five minutes next to someone who you th- who I thought believed the things that he's now claiming, that Trump believes. Look, I expect Nikki Haley to unleash the Kraken. This is her last shot, right? She either Gets very close in New Hampshire because now they're just saying, well, you know, she's not going to win, but if she gets very close, and maybe she will win. Who knows? You know, um, what happened, Governor Sununu? Didn't you say that she was going to win by landslide and that that we should all pretty much count on that? Apparently not. She was campaigning in Keene, New Hampshire, yesterday, and now she's uh, she's saying that the the president. Donald Trump is in really bad shape. He's very confused. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He was talking about Nancy Pelosi, but he thought he was talking about me. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, Joe Biden makes nothing but gaffes. It's not like an occasional gaffe, which you could say Donald Trump makes. It's like, non-stop gaffes with occasional coherence. But you're not going to hear anybody talk about that. Certainly not any uh, Democrats not going to talk about that. And that therefore, the media is not going to talk about that because the media is a bunch of Democrats. Even the slightly conservative or moderate media like the Fox guys, I'll bet half of them are Democrats. i bet more than half. You know, it's the elites in this country who want to control everything that feels so terribly threatened by Donald Trump. And he didn't even get to do all the things he probably uh, wanted to do to upset the swamp and upset the apple cart. And, and it's, it's repetitive, right? I got to read a report from the doctors. First of all, I've never heard of a, a presidential physician who said the guy wasn't in good enough shape <laughs> to run or to be president, right? Have you? Does anyone remember ever that happening? No, because it never did. But I had to sit through and endure reading an entire medical report about how Joe Biden's cognitive ability was fine. Now, I can't say anything else. I mean, it, it isn't, doesn't look fine to me. But if the physician signs off on it, well, then, okay, I guess fine is a relative term. But for Nikki Haley to be saying, no, no, uh, you know, Donald Trump, he, his cognitive ability, he's slipping, he's slipping. I, I feel bad about this. Um, I, I think his mind is weak. And, and I'm thinking, if, if his mind was any stronger, just imagine what this man is put through on a daily basis. Four criminal trials just lost his mother-in-law, which means he's got a very sad wife and son and probably father-in-law. Um, the entire world is against him. You know, the, the word out of Davos is, no, no, it can't be Trump. <laughs> you know, n- everybody is literally convinced that if we, they don't stop Trump, then everything that they love is over. And I think they're right. If they don't stop him, all this petty nonsense about oh you, you have to be uh, very civil in your discourse as long as it lines up with what the media wants it to say or what the party uh, you know elites want it to say then everything's going to be okay. But if you go out on any limb and you say no this isn't right I uh, I think you're in you see what you're seeing. This guy has more on the ball, more marbles in his head than I do. I know what it's like to forget. I know what it's like to maybe start in one direction and end up in another direction. But my mind is still strong. And I can clearly delineate between right and wrong. And I know the difference between a policy that's working and a policy that's not working. Does someone want to make the case for me that Joe Biden's policy at the southern border is working? Not even Democrats try to make that case anymore. Last time I saw anybody tackle the problem at the southern border, hmm, let me think. Oh yeah, it was 2016, 2017, right? It was uh, Donald Trump, right? Yeah, Well, well, let's ignore that and let's say that James Carville thinks he has syphilis because he has red spots on his hand. Now, somebody has to help me out here. Really? Or or, is that how you know someone has syphilis? Because they have red blotches on their hands? That's really news to me. Does anybody really believe that? And when James Carville, and, and not only does he say it, but then he's repeated by members of the media... Who's not thinking? They're not thinking. Uh, Look, I don't blame Nikki Haley for doing whatever she feels she has to do. She wants to win. I don't think she has a a snowball's chance in hell of winning the primary or the general election, but she's entitled to run. She's put up a heck of a fight, much more of a fight than I thought she would. And actually, as much as I've been... uh, shall we say, not, not happy with my governor running for this uh, nomination. He ran a lousy campaign. He literally was clueless how you get the hearts and minds and souls of vast swaths of the American people who anyone who would kind of like Ron DeSantis probably loves Donald Trump. At least Nikki Haley is an alternative, and not so big an alternative like an Asa Hutchinson, right? Uh, uh, and not even so big an alternative as a Tim Scott. And congratulations to uh, Tim Scott, who apparently got himself engaged to his uh, sometime, long time, I don't know, girlfriend. I mean, if you're on the VP shortlist, you probably, you probably should be engaged, <laughs> or married. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. But none of these people, no matter what they ever said about Donald Trump, would dare not support him going forward because we have a choice to make in November. And the choice is not uh, between Donald Trump and anyone else who we like the way they talk better or, or anything like that. We are going to have a choice between Donald Trump and a Democrat, probably Joe Biden. But even if it weren't Joe Biden, it would be Donald Trump and uh, Kamala Harris, or it'd be Donald Trump and ugh, Michelle Obama, or Donald Trump and Gavin Newsom, whoever it is. Dean Phillips. Is there anybody in my listening audience who thinks that people like me, or any kind of moderate or conservative human being, isn't going to vote for Donald Trump? If that's the case, because if that's how you think, turn the radio off right now. You just you you're definitely not. Uh, you're not keeping up. (laughs) You're not going to understand this show. And you probably shouldn't vote. You should probably just stay home. You know, it's okay. The only people who should vote are people who understand the issues and people who understand that I'm not voting for uh, Miss Congeniality or Mr. Congeniality. I'm voting for someone who on day one is going to be faced with some of the toughest decisions any human being will ever have to make and will have to stay up late at night and maybe not sleep some nights. And I've only seen one guy in the last uh, umpteen years who I can say can do that. And Nikki Haley wants me to believe that he's slipping? In his most slipped state, Donald Trump is still more mentally fit than anyone I've ever met. He just is. He's quick thinking on his feet. I think his interests are in success. Now, do I think he's narcissistic? Hell yeah. I think Nikki Haley's narcissistic. I think everybody who runs for public office at that level better be narcissistic because if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to get anyone else to believe in you. But do I have a track record to show? Yeah, I do. I have a track record that shows Nikki Haley folds whenever somebody says, ooh, you're a racist, she falls like a cheap card table. And that's not good. I have evidence that she takes money from dark money Democrat groups. And that's not good. I have evidence. Well, let me put it to you this way. I'm almost convinced I have a little bit of evidence. I want a little bit more before I'm absolutely, thoroughly convinced, but I'm pretty convinced and I'm close to making the declaration that she's a plant, that she was put there by the rhinos and by Democrats because she will not upset the the apple cart. She will not drain the swamp. As a matter of fact, she can't wait to jump into the swamp. You know how much money she made in the last two and a half years And speaking engagements, I'm tired of them all. I want somebody who doesn't need to make money off the American people's back, okay? That's Donald Trump. We take his money away. We don't give him any. Amazing to me, really. And and then I still gotta argue this point? Give me a break. All right, don't forget to download the app, the 850 WFTL app. That way you can participate in our contests and you can get all the podcasts. The new No Restraint podcast is out um, you can listen to the Morning Show podcast, or you can listen to the No Restraint. You can listen to the Unidentified Alien podcast, or Cool Dad Rules, all that good stuff. Plus, you might win tickets to the Garlic Fest, a four-pack, tickets to Artie Gras, another family four-pack, or a $50 gift card to the Great Greek Mediterranean Grill. I don't know if that's uh, the same thing as the good Greek uh, who owns uh, Greek moving and storage. Who knows? Might be one family. Anyway, Whatever. You can win all these things. Just visit the website, 850wftl.com, or download the app. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. One of the things that I had said early on in this primary season when the governor declared that he was going to throw his hat into the ring, I said there were just some things about Governor DeSantis that many of us knew and some of us were willing to overlook, but people like me were not willing to overlook. And one of the things that I said was he really is not used to being pounded which is not to say that he ever had a real easy time of it. If you're a Republican in America, you don't have an easy time of it from the media, and you certainly are going to get attacked by all the Democrats, and they stick together. But there's a different level that the media attacks presidential candidates with than anybody else. I I think about some of the stupidest stuff. You know, Mitt Romney of all the mild-mannered, geeky guys in the world, right, the, the, the Mormon who they accuse of strapping his dog to the roof of his car when they couldn't really find anything substantially bad about him, why not just say you don't agree with his politics? Well, they don't know how to do that because they don't really have a philosophy. So Mitt had a tough time with all that, but even Mitt Romney had dealt with some pretty serious negative assaults against him throughout his career. Not so Governor DeSantis, which doesn't mean he didn't have a nail-biter first election. He did. You know, this is a, a, a now a red state, but at the time it was purple and leaning blue. And Andrew Gillum, there was a ton of money pouring into that campaign. Nobody realized it was pouring up his nose, but it was, uh, you know, people were behind him. The party was behind him. And the Republican Party, not so much behind Ron DeSantis. They wanted him to stay in Congress, really. And I'd heard that directly from leadership. So when he said he was going to run in this primary, the first thing I said was he's, he's, not, he's not ready. He, this is a tough, tough game. And unless you're going to be the quiet, wimpy guy like Tim Scott, and I'm not taking anything away from Tim Scott. He played his hand perfectly perfectly, but you know he wasn't going to get attacked the way Ron DeSantis was getting attacked. First and foremost, they're always a little bit more timid to attack the woman or to attack the, the black guy or to, to attack the Hispanic guy. They, they back off a little bit, not entirely, but they'll back off a little bit. But Ron DeSantis was bound to get clobbered, and I knew it. And you know what the real proof of it is? He's getting clobbered now he's not even running and and he's already being slammed for posting on x formerly known as twitter the that's how he departed from this race and he quoted the most famous british prime minister of the 20th century winston churchill probably always a good idea to quote winston churchill Bad idea to not make sure you're actually quoting Winston Churchill. You see, because Winston Churchill did not say that. And that in a four and a half minute video where you're hanging it up, don't quote somebody incorrectly. According to the International Churchill Society, now, mind you, if a Democrat... Did this, if, I don't know, let's say John Fetterman misquoted Winston Churchill or Margaret Thatcher, anybody, JFK, it would just be kind of passed over. Nobody would even think twice. Ah, but Governor DeSantis, he really ticked everybody off. He thought he could be president, and he's nothing but a lowly Republican governor. Now, a lowly ex-Republican governor like Nikki Haley, they cut her a little slack, but not him. Careful research in the canon of 50 million words by and about Churchill, including all of his books, all of his articles, all of his speeches, and all of his papers, said that that is not the quote. The quote that Churchill actually said was, no one can guarantee success in war, but only deserve it. Success always demands a greater effort. And what Governor DeSantis said was success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Nice try, but wrong. And the problem is, that's what Governor DeSantis really had trouble with. He had trouble with the fact that he couldn't just be cute and and, uh, and a good governor, and kind of a, you know, shake the, rattle the crib a little bit, guy of guy, they weren't going to let him get away with that. Mm-mm. And they started coming after him, he really did. And of course, Donald Trump came after him. And I said from day one, he will not be able to withstand the dogfight with Donald Trump. He tried, he really did. When you think about some of the things that uh, Governor DeSantis said about Donald Trump in the early stages of this campaign, he tried, he really did. He tried to hang with the big dog, but he couldn't. And I knew he couldn't. And it's not because he's a bad guy. He's a great governor. But it's because he, he's just he's not made of that stuff. He's just not. And right now in politics, you have to have a pit bull to run against any Democrat. You know, when he went around telling everybody, Governor DeSantis, by the way, went around telling all of these, uh, you know, uh, Republican leaders, congressmen, uh, legislators, even in the state, when he went around saying that Donald Trump was a terrible candidate, he sealed his fate. I said it. When he let loose on Donald Trump in the beginning and then just a couple of days ago, I guess it was maybe a week or two ago in Des Moines, when he told a bunch of supporters of his that the former president had no interest in rewarding conservative values and that he only cares about personal loyalty, when he said that, I said, he will be out of the race, I actually said, right after New Hampshire. He didn't even make it to New Hampshire. He, You know, you don't tell voters that you think support you that if you don't kiss the ring, then Donald Trump's going to trash you. You can kiss the ring and Donald Trump is going to trash you. And if you can't handle that, then you cannot be president of these here United States anymore. Because on day one, you've got wars and rumors of wars. You've got allies that have turned their backs on us. You've got Hooties, which we now, oh, we reclassified as uh, terrorists. like Like, why? Did they have like a hiatus from being terrorists? You have to be on day one ready to get in the boxing ring and start slugging it out with some very powerful players on the world stage. I don't see anybody who can do that. Joe Biden couldn't do it. Look at the condition we're in. The whole world has lost respect for us. He can't duke it out with Xi Jinping. There's gonna be Taiwan problems, first day for the new president. He couldn't even contain Vladimir Putin, like Putin really needed to go into the Ukraine, not. No, but but that's why, I don't care what General Kelly says, I don't care what, uh, uh, Alyssa Farrah Griffin says, I don't care what what Bill, uh, uh, the Attorney General, Bill Barr has to say. You all served with him and served under him. Don't tell me that you don't understand that we were safer when he was president. Because you have to be a blithering idiot to not know that. Not only were we safer, the whole world was safer. Certainly Israel was safer. Does anybody really think that Hamas would have paraglided into that festival if Donald Trump was in the White House? Come on, guys. At least tell the truth. You may be, you know, infatuated with the left, but mm, I don't think anybody believes that. And you have to be strong on day one. You have to care not one way. You have to know that there's nothing they can do to you that they haven't already done. You know, Donald Trump knows, that. what are they going to do? They've impeached him twice. They have no leverage with him at all. He's going to go for the the gold ring and we'll benefit from it. Does it make me sad that we're in that position? Yes, it really does. It does. I wish we could have reasoned and thoughtful uh, politics or politic, but we can't. So I need a crass, boorish bully in the white house right now you heard me i don't think he'd mind me saying that because otherwise we're going to continue to be walked all over by our enemies and ultimately we're going to get subdued by our enemies look at the southern border we're being invaded and nobody nobody seems to care donald trump cares yeah he should have he should have stopped it completely, but boy, he didn't get any help from the Republicans. You think any of them would going oppose him now this time? Mm-mm. He's got carte blanche. So uh, give him his American Express black card that says United States of America and then step back and you'll get to applaud. All right. Let me take a break. Stay right where you are. I will be right back. So it's one of those times when I, I really hate being right, but I think I was. I think that uh, when you when you come to grips with what we have facing us in the next decade as Americans, you know that we have got to we've got to get a bully in there, and we're going to have all this artificial intelligence truth uh, in advertising election platforming, all this stuff going on, which is very confusing to the American people, so they kind of fall back on the familiar. Now, listen to me. I mean, I know some of you are shaking your head. You don't want to hear this, but you're going to hear it anyway because I'm convinced. You know, I give this a lot of thought. And I'm convinced that when we're nervous and scared, or at least this seems really true in my case, I retreat to the familiar. I'd rather the the devil I know then take a chance on something I don't know. I already understand all of the potential pitfalls of a Donald Trump presidency, I do. I'm not, I'm not one of these sycophants who sits around, like I meet, I meet with them all the time, and they're like, he never says anything wrong, he never does anything wrong, he's perfect. No, I'm not like that, I'm really not. But I know where all of the negative stuff is, in Donald Trump, and I am willing, I'm willing to overlook it if he can just do what needs to be done, and I just can't see anybody else doing it. Certainly not going to be the Democrats, not going to be Joe Biden or whoever they replace Joe Biden with, should that become obviously necessary. They can't do it. Nikki Haley? Really? Are there people out there? Because you got to help me here. I thought I knew the American people. But apparently there are some people out there in America who think that Nikki Haley could lead this country at this particular moment in history. I'd like to know what they base that on. You know, what she's done that would make them believe that on day one when she walks into one of the most volatile White Houses ever, okay? You're gonna be coming out of the Biden presidency where so many disasters befell us, the humiliation of the Afghanistan withdrawal, the uh, inability to contain Vladimir Putin even moderately, the idea that we're back on the same, we're gonna take, back Taiwan uh, you know track that we were before rocket man is firing off rockets and somehow there are those of you out there who actually see Nikki Haley assuming office and handling all that I, I, maybe it's me and believe me I'm I'm an original feminist I think women great women can do anything she's just not a great woman She's okay to be like the governor of South Carolina. She was a pretty good uh, ambassador to the United Nations. She was on the right side of the Israeli issue. But that's not enough. You need to be tough as nails, command respect. I still say, and I have always said this, When people said to me, but Hillary Clinton has all this experience and Hillary Clinton will have the best advisors, including an ex-president as her husband, and Hillary, 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 Hillary. I said, you know, that's all fine and dandy. If I believed in the same things that Hillary Clinton believed in, I'd still say, this is not the era. This is not the time. Why? Because the president of the United States has to be able to sit toe-to-toe with the mullahs in Iran, has to be able to sit down to a state dinner, with tyrants, and whether we want to admit it or not, some of those wonderful minority groups all around the world don't have any respect for women and will never take a woman seriously. That's just the truth. And I can sit here and pretend it's not, as apparently a lot of Republicans are. Oh, she, she'll command respect. Um, I just can't see the Ayatollah being respectful of our first female president who goes by the name of Nikki. (laughs) She'd be better off if she used her real name. I know it's really bothering the media that Trump is referring to her as Nimrata, which is her real name, just like he referred to Obama as Hussein. Those are their names. You know, what's wrong with your name? You should be proud of your name. But that's the that's the point, that we have gotten so enamored of what we want the world to be like that we have forgotten what the world is like. And anybody who thinks that Nikki Haley is up for the job right now, I think she might be, a much better vice president than Kamala Harris. I think so. You know, not as good as I think Sarah Palin would have been. But I think that she could do that. And I think if you spend four years as a VP, you can probably walk into the presidency if you're a good VP and know what you're doing on day one. But mm, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the world falling apart all around us. Everywhere I turn, AI destabilizing the concept of truth. Entire news networks saying, we're not going to broadcast anything Donald Trump says. You can't make this stuff up. Now they have a vote going on. There's some pretty strange stuff going on. Nikki Haley can't do this. I'm sorry. You know, it's nothing personal, Nikki. But... If you were smart, you would uh, take your leave after the after you failed to win New Hampshire tomorrow. And even if you win New Hampshire, you'd actually look better if you won New Hampshire and then left the race, because I don't care how many times people keep whispering in your ear, just like they kept whispering into Ron DeSantis's ear, "This is your time. This is your, you can beat Joe Biden. This is your time." This. And whether you like to hear this or not, my loving listeners, this is uh, Donald Trump's time again. Let him finish. Let him finish the job. I, I have a, a, a deep fear that he still believes in the system enough to not watch his back. Because the well, that seems silly, right? How could you not be watching your back when you're being attacked? Front, center, back, front. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in my life. But it'll either make you tougher, or it'll make you run. Governor DeSantis had to run. I knew he would. I knew he would fold. I knew he couldn't get the the drive going. I knew he couldn't withstand the assaults that would be coming his way, and run the state of Florida at the same time because he fell down on the job there too. And I knew that would happen. Now he's gotta come back and spend three years trying to uh, resolve some things that got pushed to the side while he was uh, playing at uh, running for president. This is a serious moment in history. Don't, Don't you, for a moment, think that this is not, these are not times that call for steady steady bully <laughs> i don't need i don't need a lot of deliberation i need a fighter in there i need somebody who enjoys the ufc how about that not somebody who's going to see uh i don't know what are the what are those uh, tenors the, the three tenors okay if your taste is the 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 three tenors this is not your time to be president if on the other hand you like cage matches? You got my vote. And we know who likes the cage matches. All right, don't forget, coming up after me is Eric Erickson, followed by all the uh, overnight guys and blah, blah, blah. And then tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock, Jen and Bill will be back, followed by Brian Kilmead, followed by Dan Bongino, followed by me. But I still have one segment left today, so do not touch that dial. I, I was really concerned about AI a couple of months ago. And remember, all these listeners were just, like, uh, sending me emails, and uh, some guy actually wrote me, like, a five-page letter with all kinds of legalese in it and really asking me to embrace the whole concept of AI and how useful it can be, and I believe that. I think that in certain instances, when you're collecting data or when you need to come to conclusions based on uh, data-driven results then AI could be very helpful. But you still need a human being to process all of that, in my opinion. You know, listen, I'm not a, a techie, so I, I may be wrong. But let me tell you the kind of stuff that I am afraid of and which we're starting to see already. Right now in New Hampshire, there have been robocalls with an AI voice that sounds like Joe Biden, which, by the way, is tough because I, I, I don't know many guys who can even imitate Joe Biden's voice. Anyway, anyway, They call these New Hampshire residents and they're telling them, don't vote in the presidential primary. Save your vote for the November general election. And now they had the call reviewed, this robocall reviewed by uh, a couple of big outfits, including CNN. And they, they have this app called No More Robo. And it tells you, what the volume of robocalls are in any given area. Well, they can't figure out who's behind the call. And this is what the call says. I can't do a Biden voice imitation, but they do in the call. It says, Republicans have been trying to push nonpartisan and Democratic voters to participate in their primary. What a bunch of malarkey, says the digitally altered Biden voice. We know the value of voting Democratic when our votes count. It's important that you save your vote for the November election. We'll need your help in electing Democrats up and down the ticket. Voting this Tuesday only enables the Republicans in their quest to elect Donald Trump again. And they're saying that the number of calls is severe. That's the highest rating for calls. Because you see, Joe Biden's name is not gonna appear on the ballot in the New Hampshire primary tomorrow. Because there was a fight between the state and the DNC because the DNC voted to move the New Hampshire primary out of its first in the nation position. So they said, okay, then we won't even put him on the ballot, how about that? And so they were trying to organize a write-in, You but he's gonna write in Joe Biden's name, but nobody's excited about Joe Biden, he's got 18% approval rating. Who's gonna write his name in? They're hoping that something else breaks. The matter has already been referred to the New Hampshire Attorney General And the campaign is actively discussing additional actions to take immediately. Spreading disinformation to suppress voting and deliberately undermine free and fair elections will not stand. And fighting back against any attempt to undermine our democracy will continue to be a top priority for this campaign. That's what Julie Chavez Rodriguez, Biden's campaign manager, said in a statement. By the way, did anybody know what the name of Biden's campaign manager was? Before I said it just now, just asking, you know, because I do this for a living, and I just learned about her over the weekend. I I see some other people that figure prominently. I mean, Carvel's all over the place, but I never heard of Julie Chavez Rodriguez. Did you, man? She's the campaign manager for an incumbent presidency. <laughs> I don't know who she is. Aaron Jacobs, who's a spokesperson for Write-In Biden, said in a statement, this is deep fake disinformation designed to harm Joe Biden, suppress votes, and damage our democracy. Focused on one goal until polls close on Tuesday, encouraging granite staters to write in Joe Biden. Could somebody, how does that change anything? It's a, It doesn't affect the Republican Party if people write in Joe Biden on any ballot. So how does it help them? It doesn't. And that's why this AI thing scares me to death, because we have no idea how it's going to affect anything. And the robocalls, let me tell you, we're in the season now. Got to get used to them. I hate the robocalls. I hate them with so much passion. I hate the ones I get in non-elections, but the ones you get during elections are just dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. Anyway, the campaign of Minnesota Republican Dean Phillips, who is challenging Biden in the New Hampshire primary, found out about the call from a reporter last night. Any effort to discourage voters is disgraceful and an unacceptable affront to democracy. I'll tell you what's an affront to democracy. Joe Biden. Thank you for your time this time. Until next time, my plan is to be back here tomorrow at three o'clock if it be his will and he delays his coming. What lies behind us and what lies ahead of us, tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself. Everybody else is taken. God bless you and God bless the USA.